Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran, a ministry of Worship Generation Church in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. doing is for good. We see the good. We represent the good. We're the light in the life of men. And ultimately, the fruit of our influence is going to be people. Ministry is always people. And you know, it's interesting. Josiah is not like, he doesn't have all the building projects of a Solomon. Or he's not identified, like Solomon's identified by all of his wisdom, how smart he was, all that he built, his, his genius of, all that he built is incredible. Hezekiah's, Hezekiah's tunnels, as I mentioned, is one of the most amazing archaeological things done from that time period, the engineering of all that, during the siege of Sennacherib and those guys. Josiah's just like, the word of God, Passover, and the day of the Lord is near. He's not distracted with building projects or, or his own branding, if you will, or these types of things. He's just like, hey, this is the truth. Let's go. And he's going to influence as many people as he can. So I, I'm very encouraged by this because fruit is people. And as I approach my 35 years of being a pastor, I, I go back to my certificate of ordination, which came a year after I became a pastor. So that's 34 years coming up. But on it, that Calvary Vista ordination, which Joe's dad, by the way, signed, Steve Henschel on the Board of Elders. It's that text from John 15 where it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and that you should go and bear fruit. And we're told that we're to ask in the Father's name and he will do it. And the word abides in us and we ask what we will and the Father will do it. And then we're told that the fruit is love. So for me, I don't have time for the news. I'm not interested in the news. The closest I got to news this week is my kids told me last night, there's a couple of Chinese balloons over Montana. Okay. I'm like, really? Like, how's that work? You know, like, <laughs> I was drinking coffee from a China cup, too, because when Luke went to China, he got the Starbucks Beijing cup. I'm like, hey, the future's now. (laughs) They're like, that's not funny, Dad. (laughs) If you're 61, it is. (laughs) Start working on your Mandarin. Luke's already ahead of you there, right? Anyways, like, I don't have time for it. We have time to influence for good. Let's be influencers for good, for Jesus. Influenced by showing his person, responding with his person, and being his person. You know, the children's ministry tonight asked Jennifer, what are you and Kathy doing tonight? What's the lesson? And she said, it's being light of the world. I'm like, yeah, that's the same one we got in here. Yeah. It's not complicated to serve the Lord, right? It's really, you know, the ministry opportunities are endless when you smile on the bike path and don't take it personal. When you respond with the spirit instead of the flesh, good things happen. And it shows Christ, and inevitably it gives us opportunities to share Christ. Now, some people don't want to be under the influence, and that's okay. They're going to respond that way. But we, he reached as many people as he could, and I think that's a good thing for all of us. Like, who can we reach, and who can we influence, and how can we do it? And just, without even striving, just to be that way. 
Now, Josiah not only was an influence, but he was an inspiration. And I think, I think we all want to be an inspiration, right? Like, when you think about your memorial service and your kids get up and speak, or grandkids, or co-workers, we, we want them to say they're inspired by you, right? Like, you want to be like, they inspired me. They, you inspired them, like, how you showed up for work day after day, and you did the job, and you did it without sass or attitude. How you carried yourself in the neighborhood. How you were part of the solutions in the neighborhood, not part of the problems. That you... you you inspire them to do good things. When they're venting about something, you gave them a, a good word about how you, they, could, they could respond favorably and be blessed. Like we want to, Inspiration is to elevate people. We want to inspire people. And you look at Josiah in verse 3. I mean, he doesn't get much more inspiring than this. He gathers them all together. He gives them the truth, the whole counsel of God. And then he says, now, he, there's a pillar. He stood by a pillar. Like, I, don't know, like, I don't know, maybe like one of those kind of pillars, right? He's by a pillar. He's a pillar. He's like, hey, Stands by a pillar, and he says, it says he made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and keep all the word with all of his heart, all of his soul to perform it and and of the covenant, all that's written, all that's written, and all the people took a stand with him. Now that's inspiring because he's on fire and he's all in and he's going for it. His life is all the right moves, but here... He has the ability, once the word is taught, he, he leads from the front like a servant leader, and he inspires them, and there's this pillar, it's associated with the covenant, and he makes a covenant, like, hey, now we're going to make a covenant. It's like, it's like it'd be so awesome if a president came out, any president in the future, for our kids and our children's children, just came out and said, hey, the word of God is the final authority, and I'm going to let this guide and govern my thoughts, and I'm going to be influenced by the word of God. And I'm going to make decisions based upon the word of God. They, they probably wouldn't get elected in our country right now. But if they did get elected and they said that, wouldn't that be beautiful? Like, what if they got elected this way and then they totally flipped with the Holy Spirit and they went that way. And was like, what? We didn't elect you for that. And he's like, well, I'm here now. Or she's like, I'm here now. And it's all about Jesus. To inspire I find it interesting, like the Tim Tebow Foundation, I followed on Instagram, and he, he makes these special like prom nights for severely handicapped people and various types of needs, usually mentally handicapped, that kind of stuff. And he cries when he talks about it, you know, and they save these lives and they do all this stuff. But they take people that have been rejected by society and looked down upon, and they make them king or queen for a day. And it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring. They have them on late night TV shows where no one even agrees with anything that Tim Tebow stands for. I mean, these people, these late night TV show people, they are so against everything that Tim Tebow is really for, but they're just so inspired by what he does in, for the glory of Christ, influence, by caring about humanity this way and doing things for people like this. It is inspiring. Many of you are an inspiration to so many people. Many of you are inspiring to me. All you that have adopted uh, children in this church are a great inspiration to me. You need to know that. We've had a lot of people adopt children in this church. And it's just, uh, man, you know, when I'd be at the Frisbees or like the Stevens and others with adoption, it's just like you see all these adopted kids, you're just like, man, when people said, I don't, I, I can't do this child or I don't want to do this child, whatever the background is, and someone steps up and says, I will do this child, What is more inspiring than that to give your life for the next 50 years from here to eternity to raise that child, provide for that child spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically? It's incredible. Let alone if you gave them a Christian education. 
He set them up for good things. It's inspiring. It's, it's so inspiring. It's also, in many cases, inspiring to give up a child, to carry a child and be willing to give it up too, right? That's inspiring. These women that go to Horizon Pregnancy Center and they're going to give up a child and then they're encouraged that someone wants that child and they carry that child and all that comes with it and then they, they give that child up and someone who, who was willing to take that child takes that child. That's an inspiring story. That's a beautiful story. When they told me last year they'd save 440 babies, uh, it was like May or June, I just remember going like, 440 children get to, like we dedicated Mark Coca last week, right? 440 kids. But I'd, no, they'd be in eternity and glory, but they, would, they wouldn't even know. When we're in that dimension, they wouldn't know the human experience of Ecclesiastes 3 that we get to live and, and be a part of. That's inspiring. Those little bottles with the checks and the cash and the pennies, that is inspiring to me. That stuff's in our office. I look at it, I'm inspired. You inspire me. It's inspiring. Luke Caldwell and all the kids he adopted from China and Ukraine. and I, I, Oh, Luke Caldwell's post, our former worship leader. and You know, Tucker dances. There's one kid from China, Tucker, always dances, and he dances in public. And I believe Tucker's Down syndrome, and I mean, he throws it down. And he doesn't care, right? He just doesn't care. So he's like a city square. And he's got moves, too. And I was like... It's so inspiring. Tim Tebow's inspiring. You see what I'm saying? Like, we want to be an inspiration. We want people to go like, I want what they got. I want what she has. I want my life to count. I want to care about children that other people just can't raise or don't care about. I want to write things that are inspiring. I want to do things that are inspiring. I want to go places that are inspiring. When Jennifer Monroe came back from the country in North Africa, I won't say it publicly for reasons you'd probably figure out, but she talked about things and showed me photos. I was just like, I was just so inspired. I was like, I mean, I was inspired when she went to Afghanistan. That was really impressive. But the place she went, and I was looking at it, and I've been in my missionary book, I've been praying for that country and understanding the geopolitical background to it. And I'm like, that it's just so like, that's so inspiring. That is so inspiring to, to just get on the plane and do that and go where women have no chance, like women in America, and you bring them. The smile, you bring them the light and the life and you bring them the gospel. It's so inspiring. The generosity of so many people in this church with their finances for global missions that we've been able to do the last two years, it's, it's beyond inspiring. It's, it's very reverent to me. I take it very reverently to be entrusted with large sums of money to distribute to global missions over 50 countries and 80 recipients. It's a, it's a great joy. You know, to sit with the mission pastors over at Calvary Costa Mesa and know that we did over 100,000 to their missionaries last year and have them tell me that that's how most of their missionaries make it by people doing supplemental gifts to undergird what Calvary Costa Mesa does. And it makes a big difference. And to feel like we're a part of that. You know, 22 years ago, Pastor Chuck brought me on staff and believed in me. He believed in me enough to give me a Sunday night to teach one time and to turn Thursday night over to me and then Monday night when Greg Laurie left. And to be in that office over there by the bookstore 22 years later and be sitting out with those missionary pastors talking about and know, know all these people in the book because I prayed for them and to, to hear what's going on and get updates and to know what we've been able to do and what you've done and what we've done collectively together, that is inspiring. Josiah inspired people for the covenant, 
for the word, for faith, for steps of faith. He inspired them. His words had power. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are powerful speakers, right? Politicians can be powerful speakers. Motivational speakers can be powerful speakers. Corporate CEOs can be very powerful speakers. Oh, but when you're speaking from the word of God and the life of faith and you're inspiring people, you're influencing them and then inspiring them to take great steps of faith they might have never thought to take. You're elevating their faith. That's who disciples of Jesus Christ are every day, wherever we get to go. We, we have an influence of people we're able to influence, and then we want to inspire them like Josiah. Inspire them in the covenant of the Lord. Inspire them in the bread and the cup. Inspire them in the coming kingdom. Inspire them, inspire them in the Beatitudes. Inspire them in all the teachings of Christ, the return of Christ, and every good thing, the stewardships of Christ. We want to inspire people, and we inspire them most, and truly in the most meaningful way, and ultimately the only meaningful way in the person, the work, the word, the promises, and the return of Jesus Christ. See, when we inspire people as a disciple of Christ, we're giving them inspiration that's so much more than graduating college at the top of your class on the dean's list, so much more than winning some sports title or making a ton of money. We inspire people for eternity and the glory. And we're going to get to eternity, and it's, it's just going to be so different and so glorious And all those people that we influenced and we inspired, they're going to be there. Way more than you even know. Which brings us to our final point. Is Josiah's example where he, he, verse 4, where you got to start somewhere, right? If you're going to really go for it, you got to start somewhere. You know, I've got my eight pillars always forward with Joy Brand. Pillar number seven is to take action. And pillar number eight is to seal the fruit, right? So you you got to start. And then you need to see it through and you got to complete it. And these are, of course, biblical principles. But... He's heard the word. He's he's got the prophetic word from the prophetess. Then he gathers everybody, his influence, and then he inspires them with the pillar. We're going to this covenant. My heart, all my heart, all my soul. They're like, yes, all of them, great and small. Everybody, the priest's like, what else else would we do? They know what happened in the north, and they've got a a powerful word coming. And then you've got to have an example. And this is where really Josiah steps in because you can motivate people, you can inspire people, but sooner or later, you got to get to work and get something done. You can't just talk about something. you got to do something. And doing something starts with the next thing, right? I've talked in the past quite a bit about Elizabeth Elliot. Before she stepped into eternity, she had a newsletter, and we used to get it. And she had this phrase, she'd say, do something, right? Right, like just do something, Now, the most successful people in the world would tell you the number one reason they're successful is focus. All the billionaires, collectively, the number one thing they'll say is focus. The ability to focus on one thing and do it extremely well. So I'm going to say, hey, there's a left behind. We're going to ours. So let's, let's be intentional. Let's do the one thing we know we're called to do, and let's be focused on it because ours is a greater reward than theirs because I'm... Whatever I leave behind, I leave behind. But what I'm going to, I'm going to, and you're going to. The kingdom is worth our best effort. It's worth our first fruits. It's worth, it's worth our fullest focus. It deserves, the kingdom of God deserves our greatest passion. And therefore, we set the example like Josiah. Because, you know, everyone's all moved or motivated, and something's got to happen. And he says, hey, Hilkiah, you guys, temple. 
right there, ground zero. It starts here. Listen, everything offensive and stuff's been there for a couple hundred years. It's you know, rip it out. Everything. And we're going to pulverize it. That word, that's in the New King James. It uses the word pulverize, crush, burn. I mean, he's just on his, He's just smacking everything down. He literally starts with the most obvious thing. Well, let's start in our Jerusalem. Let's go to our Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. He literally did that. He started here, and he went out. He just went out, and he went for it. He took action. He got about it. So he made all the right moves by influencing others and then inspiring others and then leading others by example. Those are like, he led by example. He didn't hold back. I mean, you can imagine a few like people like, oh, yeah, I see how we're playing this political game here. Josiah's got it going. Hey, I'll give him this. He's a great orator, man. He's got the people fired up. Like, dude, for sure, man. He's got them going. You know, there's always people like that, right? There's probably people here tonight like that. Oh, he's fired up. Ben Franklin used to go listen to preachers just to see, like, if they really believed it. So there's always people going like, well, oh, Josiah, man, this guy, this king, this king's got some, something to say. He's doing pretty good at 26. It's pretty impressive. It's not exactly the, you know, Manasseh reign 55 years. We'll see what this young guy does. And, and all of a sudden, like, Josiah's like, let's go. And next thing you know, they're ripping out everything bad in the temple. Can you imagine some people like, well, dude, he's going for it, bro. Are they going to let him do it? Yeah, he's doing it. They haul it off, burn it, shred it, dust in Brook Kidron or down by uh, Bethel or whatever. They take it down there to Kidron, and they're like, wow. He's like, oh, where's he going? He's just getting started. He's going to the Mount of Corruption, the Mount of Offenses. He's going, he's going to the upper chamber of Ahaz. He's going after everything. Chamosh, Molech, all of them, they're all going down. Once he got going, he didn't look back. And isn't that how we're supposed to be? When Jesus says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. No one putting their hand to the plow and looking back is worthy of the kingdom. Once we, man, it's always forward. Forward, onward, upward. And finding another gear. Seal the fruit on this and see what the Lord gives you next. You fulfill this at 16, then you get this at 20. You fulfill this at 20, then you get this at 26. Then you get this and then you get that and just keep going and then till, till it's over. We go from glory to glory. And here's the, the, the closing thought I have on this with Josiah. Because it was uh, progressive, you might say it was cumulative, or we talk about like the compound effect, that this is what really encourages me. The more steps, the more thoughts I have aligned, as we say, thinking thoughts after God, the more thoughts I have that match up with God's thoughts, the better for me. Because that means more words that match up with what he would say. That means more actions that would reflect how he acts, reacts, and interacts with humanity. Because we're his disciples, and we're the salt and the light of the world. And we're called that flavor. And there is that cumulative effect that if you make all the right moves and you're all in with the Lord, you just can't have too much. And as you make these good decisions at 16, 20, 26, 30, 39, 50, 60, 70, it's just, it's exponential. And the more you invest in the right decisions with the Lord, how you respond, how you act, what you do, how you forgive, how you sow, how you grow, how you let go, how you do all these things, it just builds and builds and builds a life of spiritual wealth. It builds a life of greater influence and inspiration for other people. Don't you want to be the most inspiring version of a grandparent that you could possibly be when you're 80, when your grandkids are 20? Right? 
You don't want to be like the grumpy grandparent. You want to be the one that inspires them, influences them and inspires them for the Lord. Because the, to me, what I really got thinking about this whole story with Josiah, because he did just get, it got stronger and stronger and stronger. He just went from glory to glory to glory, and then boom, 39, it's over. He's, he's in glory. He's in eternity. Now, when he died, if we're around and we know he's got, we don't know how long he's going to live. We just know it's all going to go really bad as soon as he's dead. When you got word that Josiah died in the battle with Necho, you'd be like, well, here we go, honey. Start selling the real estate. <laughs> Liquidate everything. Sell the crypto. Sell the stocks. Hold the gold. And we'll just see where this takes us. And sure enough, it just took 10 years and it just all unraveled. When the Babylonians came, they came in waves. There's three sieges, and they came once, took Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, Ezekiel, those guys took them away. The, the best. They came, they took all the young people, like, hey, you guys, you come with us, we're going to re educate you. And they took them. And they came a second time, and then the third time, they burned all the houses. When the Babylonians came, they took their freedom, the Judas' freedom, they took their freedom. They destroyed their property, separated from their property, destroyed all their asset wealth, and marched them off to captivity. And they also killed a lot of their family members. It was horrible. And so I have this thought. Who was listening 13 years before when the law was read? Because a 10-year-old's 23, a 20-year-old's 33, a 30-year-old's 43, a 40-year-old's 53, a 50-year-old's 63. You follow me? That four generations, all small and great, they heard everything. And who really made the covenant? And who really walked with the covenant? And who really was ready for Nebuchadnezzar to come round one, round two, round three, and wreak havoc like Hitler almost on a society and a people and to feel so helpless? Well, this much I know in the totality of the word of God that's very encouraging to all of us. Somebody raised Daniel. And Daniel made the right decisions in Babylon without his parents there telling him what to do. Someone raised Meshach, Shach, and Abednego, and their faith was so strong, you could throw them in the fire, but they are not going to become a Babylonian and worship your gods. Someone, and not her parents, raised Esther, most likely Mordecai, and taught her to fear the Lord as to fear no man, and she went in and bowed the knee to the king with the risk of her life to save all of her people. See, that generation arose from people that stood there on this day. Somebody raised that generation Jeremiah wrote them and told them, hey, 70 years, but you'll be coming back. So in the four generations that stood there in the reading of the law, in verse 1, small and great, all, all, all. And 13 years later, Josiah's dead. 23 years later, it's all going down. This inspires me, this encourages me, this comforts me. Josiah's example... His influence on that day, his inspiration to lead in a covenant, and his example for how he lived his life until he stepped into eternity at 39 was there for everyone to see in future generations. Which got me all the way back to Pastor Chuck today and the Jesus Revolution movie. It's been like 50 years. And how many of us are just... Those, those, those people, you know, Lonnie Frisbee's long gone. Chuck's gone. Steve Mays is gone. I mean, if they're not gone, they're going, going, almost gone. You see, that's the, that's the cumulative effect of their faith. That's the compound effect of their faith. It's right here tonight with all of us. 
So we don't fear what happens in 13 years when one king dies. We don't fear what happens in 23 years when Nebuchadnezzar comes and really does everything that... What matters is now. The very first verse says now, which I've been emphasizing. Look at chapter 23, verse 1, and we'll close with this. Now. Now, I know the context is like, now this happened, but now is now. We have now. Worship generation, body of Christ, we have now. And we can be influencers, we can inspire, and we can lead by example. And that's what we have now. And if we accept these things for the glory of Christ, in the power of the Spirit, for the eternal kingdom, we will be extremely fruitful from here to eternity. But we've got to clear out anything and everything that holds back the power of the Lord from our life and distracts us from the kingdom. We want to just be so making all the right moves when the king comes. Yes and amen. You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Baran. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our church YouTube channel. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. For more information about Pastor Joey personally, you can follow him on his Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and God bless.